Welcome to the Dad's Night Podcast, where ridiculous becomes reality. We're your dad host, Chris Parrish. And I'm Tommy Reed. So, Tommy, listen, this is our uh, 202nd episode. A lot was happening in Los Angeles this weekend. We want to go through it a little bit. Wow. You were at the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. Was I at the Super Bowl or the Dr. Dre concert? Oh, I think a football game broke out uh, around the concert. I really do. I, um, I completely agree with you. What was traffic like? It was very easy. I mean, everyone was talking about these horror stories of like, you know, trucks trying to like blockade it. It was yeah. easier than anything. It was no traffic. It was LA did it right. Where were you sitting? I was in uh, the end zone about uh, 35 rows up. It had phenomenal seats. Phenomenal. Actually, there's not a bad seat in that whole entire stadium. It's a great stadium. It is gorgeous. Stan Kroenke, amen to you, brother. You just crushed it. You, you had a couple more billion to your empire. And I want to get in a little bit about the food at the stadium because I've been once. I wasn't a monster fan, but I heard there were some uh, upgrades this time. There are tasty eats. I mean, you want you want ramen, you want sushi. They have it all. I mean, to the point where, I got to be honest, Chris, I didn't eat. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I, I, did, I actually- You didn't pat, eat a single thing? No, because I just was drinking. Well, you're a pinnacle of health. Um, and speaking of food, actually, I, I meant to open with this, but this is uh, only my 202nd podcast. But we actually, if we sound a little out of breath tonight, a little fatigued, this is actually our second podcast that we've recorded tonight. Uh, let's dive into a little bit about what we just spent the last couple hours doing. Well, Chris, uh, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, we were special guests. Uh, believe it or not, they wanted to have uh, influencers and they had... Chris and I. It's uh, the most believable thing I've ever heard. I, yeah. We were special guests on a podcast called Lobster and Beer, mm -hmm. where they flew out main lobster rolls to us this morning, um, and we had to add a secret ingredient, and we tasted a bunch of Oscar Brewery beers. Yes. We had, I think, four different varietals or five varietals. Four or ten, something. Something like that. It was called the Conundrum 15, so I think it was so five different I, beers. I'm not table. a details guy, so I forget. But what part of the Michigan. the lobster what part of the lobster rolls was them? Then you did something special to them. Correct. So first of all, you always say the most important ingredient to a sandwich is bread, and they had fresh lobster rolls. Unbelievable. I mean, that bread was so perfect. Buttered it, put it on the griddle, and I then included a little bit of Bob's. Blue cheese. Your favorite, inside. jarred blue cheese. It is the only blue cheese anyone should ever buy. Mm. And then we had some tasty lobster meat, and we buttered that, and then we threw it in the bread, and then we added some crumbled bacon. Crumbled bacon. And where did you get that from, a local butcher? Costco. Ah. A little Costco yes. special. Uh, so we had some Costco bacon crumbled on there, and then I added... Some lemon juice straight from Mark Montpaz. Mark Montpaz, big shout out to big shout uh, out. our favorite it, uh, grocer. Was, he dropped off some lemons, and I and yeah. I cut up some lemons, and man, it was tasty. I've kind of soured on him. Well, lemon tree, you know, perfect, perfect, they, you know. And uh, then we added some uh, special uh, seasoning on top of the lobster roll. It was delicious. How so how the bacon? Was that? It was amazing. Bacon was your idea. It was. So the bacon blue cheese uh, was my secret Unbelievable. ingredient. Yeah. Straight from Jersey. So not only did we do that, we had uh, Anthony Kish as our special guest. And then, the we, had my, and then, and then we had a special, uh, another guest, my relative, my sister, Tara, join us. Tara Reed was on the podcast with us. It was interesting. It was great to watch two kids from Jersey <laughs> argue with each other for about an hour. It really was. And she's going to be a, a guest on our podcast here she is. coming she's in April. We're that booked up that she's <laughs> she can't come in till April. No, it's, I'd love to find you a spot, Tara, in March, Tara Reed, but we can't do it. We're booked. Yeah, we're booked. I'm sorry. I'm very busy. Um, all right, so speaking of food, yesterday was Valentine's Day, one of your favorite days of the year. You know, I cooked up a surf and turf. I had Get Main Lobster Tails. Mm. I mean, big shout out to Get Main Lobster. Not only did they provide the lobster rolls for today's podcast with lobster and beer, but I bought a bunch of extra large lobster tails from Mark Murrell's amazing company, the best lobster tails I've ever had. And I had some Rocker Brothers New York strip Ooh, with that. Rocker Brothers. Unbelievable. So I had a little surf and turf, and let me tell you, the family loved it. They we did a, love we, it. They were telling we had a family today. Valentine's dinner. What did you do for your Valentine's? 
You know, I, uh, I'm uh, luckily for me, I'm married to a classy lady. And uh, so I also had some Rocker Brothers uh, tenderloin tails. Is that what we call them? Um, so I sous vide those Ooh. to uh, 129, did that about three and a half hours. Uh, and then seared them. I made a compound butter uh, with some uh, grass fed butter, a little garlic, a little rosemary. I might argue I put a little too much rosemary in there yesterday, a little salt and pepper and some lemon zest in the butter. Wow. And so we just did about three minutes aside on that and uh, threw the butter on there, did some asparagus. And I did a third thing that I can't recall right now, but it was a tasty dinner. Wow. So Ooh, a wedge salad. Sorry. Oh, and where did you get your bacon from? Uh, Rocker Brothers. Wow. So I feel again, like there's a theme today. The, <laughs> we have a theme going on, and that's a perfect segue into today's celebrity dad guest. Celebrity guest. And I would say this is the loosest use of the word celebrity that we've ever. Uh, well, let me tell you. He's a celebrity in my house, though. He's a major Manhattan Beach influencer. <laughs> he's a big influence. He gets 40% off everywhere. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have our own Manhattan Beach's backyard, Mr. Andy Norman. Unbelievable. Yeah, Andy. Thank you, boys. This is a distinct honor and a privilege to be here. Appreciate that. And you're legally obligated to say that. Um, so, Andy, what's going on? So, just a, as a quick thing, um, I met you through this. Uh, we're on this WhatsApp meet text. Uh, and then you were on there, and I didn't know who you were, but you were always posting awesome pictures of me. And I'm a bit of a connoisseur. But I, sometimes you see something, and you're like, I got to get to know that guy. I'm just going to butt in. And that was you. And you're a lucky man. Um, but talk us through a little bit, you know, so I, again, I, I joined the party probably a little bit late. I think when I, the earliest, if we're talking about Rocket Brothers, for example, and by the way, we're not sponsored yet by them. We're no, we're not, but local business. So that's a great question, Chris. Um, Andy, tell us how this whole Rocker Brothers meet passion meet group started. It's an interesting story. So one of my oldest and oldest and best friends, Shelly Rocker, his dad, Nat Rocker, started this company. It was called Holiday Meats back in 1965, which evolved into Rocker Brothers Meat when Shelly and his brother David took over. And I met Shelly at the Gold's Gym in Redondo, man, probably 2002, 2003. And you spent a lot of time there. I did indeed. Yeah. I did indeed. And then you look it. <laughs> Thank you. But I was buying the best steaks, the best stuff you could get you know, it's not even available in stores. And I had no idea at the time. I wasn't anywhere near the connoisseur of them that I am now. But I've been buying these things forever. And then, you know, fast forward, I get older, I get married, I have kids, and we all evolve. I get better. Great at, woman. <laughs> thanks. I get better at cooking, better at everything, I think. You do. And then, and then the pandemic hits. And, you know, Rocker Brothers is this very successful, you know, restaurant-focused business that they have this model where they have sales reps. And the sales reps are all former chefs. And they're out there calling on restaurants and you know, doing a great service to the food industry in Los Angeles. And then the pandemic hits and overnight their customer base dries up. And so early in the pandemic, I was just, I happened to be going, getting my usual, you know, meat order. And I reached out. It was out actually March 13th, that Friday, you were telling me you were going to place an order. And right as that happened, I said, I want in. Yeah. So I got some meat for Tommy and it was either that one or the next one. You said, hey, my buddy Bill and, you know, this guy Peter, they want some. And so we get some meat for these other guys. And then next thing you know, there's this text thread quickly growing to 50, 60 dads who are, who are all ordering meat. And we, you know, I like to say we helped this company survive one of the hardest times in their history. Absolutely. And shout out to Peter Pham. I mean, God bless him for what he does for that spreadsheet, you know, with 50 guys buying meat. And, and it's a foot, lot to organize. Yeah, putting the bill up front and having it delivered to his house and dealing with the pickups and sorting through it and everything. Well, let's but, talk uh, about that for a second. It's not just your typical New York strip. Tell us the certain types of cuts that we were able to get because, Andy, you are a connoisseur of aged meats. You are bringing in crazy farms that no one even heard of karatas from Japan and everything. Talk about that for a second. Yeah, it, it's an interesting story. So, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it was all about prime beef and this and that. And, you know, I'm into health and longevity and all that stuff. And I remember 10 years ago asking Shelly, hey, do, do you guys have any grass-fed beef? And he told me, he, he said, we'll get laughed out of the restaurant if we try to sell this stuff to our chefs. And wow. now, here we are nowadays, in the last five or 10 years, the industry's really come around. It's all about specialty beef. 
you know, animal wear, welfare, basically the better, the better the animal is treated, the better the meat turns out to be. So you've got, you know, carrot fed beef from Bakersfield. We've got cows from New Zealand called wanderer, you know, grazing on the hillsides, overlooking the ocean. It's just amazing the the level of quality and the diversity of stuff you can get and uh, i mean they have any and everything you can imagine and including the they're the largest importer of pure wagyu from japan yum they are the largest yeah he has a guy uh, working with him named brent nakama that's kind of the wagyu expert for the country wow. they bring it in you know by i don't know a container or in the jet perhaps i don't know but they bring it in they drop ship it all across the country and the olive fed beef the hokkaido snow beef you name it they have everything is that the most expensive meat the olive fed beef i believe it is olive fed or hokkaido snow beef perhaps we which we had yes we did <laughs> in ukaipa a nice little saku block of about where, six the, where was i <laughs> I don't think you were we there. We probably different, had met Different yet. adventure groups. <laughs> this different is adventure bullshit. Groups. Yeah, this was with this the, is my podcast. This was with the Rhinos, which we had, what, like 25 dads and their and their their kids in uh, Ukaipa. And I brought a couple uh, dry-aged porterhouses, a couple dry-aged tomahawks. And I got I was able to get this little block of um, Hokkaido snow beef, which we quickly steered to cast iron skillet. And boom. Jesus Christ. Okay. Keyword right there. I've been getting laughed at for cooking pre-pandemic because I would either overcook my meat or mm. undercook it. And then you introduced me and you gave such sage advice to so many dads that want to be awesome chefs, want to be grill masters. You said, first thing, get the cast iron skillet. Yep. That is the number one key to cooking your meat. And I'm like, are you serious? And tell me why the cast iron is so important. Well, it just... A cast iron skillet, once it heats up, it's it's like a freight train. It, reheat, it it retains that heat, and it's just no stopping it. It's not cooling down, and it's one of the best vessels for, you know, putting a good crust on your steak. And some of the, you know, some of the chefs say that when you're buying this really high-quality beef, you don't want to influence it with too much flavor. You don't want to cover it up with, like, too much sauce or this or that. And so a cast iron is very clean. I either do that or I like to cook over hardwood charcoal because I'm a, I'm a man of fire. And uh, so I definitely prefer either the cast iron skillet or the charcoal for cooking my steaks. You have this caveman mentality where you have three things that you love. It's <laughs> meat, man, and fire. Tell us why those three things go together. With you, What do you have, a Komodo? Like, you don't have a green egg. You have, like, the super green egg on steroids. Oh, time out. Yes, I have a Komodo Komodo that's... Um, manufactured by hand in Indonesia by Dennis Linkletter, who was the grandson of Artie Linkletter. It's, it, I mean, it's, it's basically- any, any, any relation to Richard Linkletter? <laughs> it's basically a big green egg. The Kamado style, style grill, they all do the same thing. It's just, you know, if there's a nuclear war, there's going to be cockroaches in my barbecue left over yeah. because it's so well-made and so dense. But the Kamado cookers are so good because they're, they're efficient in terms of heat and moisture. And so you can actually- get away with either undercooking or overcooking a little bit on that because it just it just retains all that moisture. Well, I can tell you this. You have influenced a lot of dads. You've made them better chefs, which means better food for the family, happier households. Yeah, and I think there's just this primal relationship and it's in our DNA of of fire and just cooking over fire. And that's it's it's funny you know, a lot of times I have little kids and sometimes they go to bed early on the weekends and I'm out there, you know, cooking a steak for my wife and I, and I almost enjoy the process of making the fire and cooking more than eating it. I'm with you. I'll like sit out there all day. Yeah. And then by the end of it, I'm like, I'm exhausted. Give me like one rib. Yeah. And I, I have these, these grand aspirations of having this amazing dinner and then having a, a glass of scotch and a cigar. But what happens is I'm usually too tired and I go yeah. to bed. Yeah. So I've kind of evolved. Do I have my my beer or my cocktail and my cigar while I build the fire and I sit out there and I just, I love it. I yeah. just love it. Can't you see why everyone wants to be Andy's friend? <laughs> I mean, it's very obvious that he's contagious with his fire. I want to I jump around a bit because I've, I've been thinking about this while you're talking. I, I've got a couple green eggs, Kamados, if you will, style. Um, I love cooking, same as you. Um, there's nothing better than like having a good meal and sitting back and you, all your preparation has gone into it. You're looking recipes, all this stuff. Um, but I'm always trying to challenge myself cause I'm a winner. And like, I, I, a lot of times I just, I always go back to like the thing that I, this cut of meat or this dish is super challenging. Right. And you get like a little bit stressed and you want to do it right. And sometimes it's cause like, like for me, 
every year for Christmas, we have uh, some people who get together and I do beef wellington. Yum. Nice. Which is like super classy and it's a meal that, I don't know, they probably were cooking 400 years ago. Um, in France. In, in France. <laughs> is, it, is it British? It's French. It's French. I'm Classic not going to argue French. with you. So you get a Chateaubriand, right? Center cut tenderloin, beautifully yeah. cut, steak ready. Some puff pastry and a bunch of duck cells or whatever the hell they call it. Anyway. Fogwa. Fogwa. <laughs> Um, but man, that's a $150 piece of meat that if you screw it up, you're done. Right. And then you're trying to like get the pastry perfect. And then you're also trying to not overcook the beef. So you've got, you know, I've, you got your thermometers and stuff, but like, it's awesome at the end. And I love the entire process of it. I love making the dough. I love putting this thing together. It looks beautiful, but then you have like the hour and a half in the oven or whatever it is. And you're fucking stressing. Uh, uh, you're good at cooking. I, Tell yeah. Me, tell me I, what, tell me like what cut of meat stresses you out. What do you get nervous about? What are you kind of like watching more than others? I'm still a rookie, by the way, but I just, I'm like you. I'm a winner. I strive to learn. I strive to do better. Yeah. We day. don't have any <laughs> fact checking on this show. It's like right at the top. No intern. No, we still don't have an intern. Uh, we're going to put on the website this week an application for intern. We can't pay you. Must be Ohio State graduate. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That's <laughs> By the way, just real quick, do you understand that Ohio State beat Michigan again in basketball? My my wife says stop talking about sports because women aren't going to listen. They absolutely don't give a shit about Ohio State and Michigan. Back to the free intern. Yeah, the only I don't I don't really get that stressed out. I mean, I cook the same types of steaks a lot, so I'm pretty good at it. You know, that's why restaurants are so good. They're cooking the same cuts, the same size. You know, every night. I cook a lot of dry aged bone and ribeyes. I cook a lot of tenderloins. I cook a lot of New Yorks. And I just kind of stick to what I love. Um, I would get more stressed out, let's say, if I'm having some buddies over and I got a different cut or something right. random that gets a little more stressful. But, you know, practice makes perfect. And you just, you just my, my mantra is I buy the best stuff and I try not to screw it up. Right. Do you like it rare? I like medium rare. But as, you know, also in the last five years, as the meat's gotten better, it's gotten more and more marbled. And so there's like a higher fat content within the meat. Right. And I kind of like that fat to render a little bit more. So I'm maybe I'm more medium rare plus, sometimes even medium, depending on the cut. Wow. Because I always thought that you were one that you take it off when it's rare and then you let it sit with butter on top and you... I do that as well. And I also, on my when I'm cooking over the charcoal, I learned this from Adam Perry Lang in his book, Charred and Scruffed. I mm. I like to, every time I flip the steak, I'll baste it with butter. And it makes for a heck of a fire. I mean, you got a lot of flames, so you got to right. be careful. But it makes this beautiful, beautiful crust. And another really cool thing I learned in that book, you know, a lot of people want to cook as hot as possible, or they reverse sear, or they sous vide, this and that. Well, what I learned in that book is he said you you develop a more complex crust through prolonged exposure to heat. So I cook it like a more moderate heat now and uh, like a medium heat. And I'm just constantly kind of turning it and basting it. And it's, it's, it's so good. When you say basting, I know that you literally went over to your rosemary bush, snipped some rosemary, twined it together. And then you put that into the butter and then you brushed the beef with that. Yeah. It's called an herb brush. So rosemary, time whatever you have you can kind of bunch it up tie it onto a stick and then melt the butter in a little saucepan or something just have it out there handy and then every time you flip the steak you dip the herbs in the butter brush the steak and then you just kind of keep that process going and then and then when you're done when you take off the steak you know you always want to let it rest you can let it rest just set it set the herb brush down on the cutting board set the steak right on top of it let it sit there and then when you're ready to cut it you kind of break the herbs off the brush you kind of scrape them off with a knife and chop them up on your board maybe add a little olive oil and then when you cut the steak, you dip the slices in the in the herb oil mixture, and yeah. it just adds another dimension of Good flavor. God. Wow. We're losing our train of thought. I mean, <laughs> this is what happens when you have an influencer who's- He's a, a meat, meat influencer, is he? There's no doubt. He's yeah. one of the best. One of the best. Southern California. I was literally texting you this weekend saying, how should I cook this thing for Valentine's? <laughs> and you're just shitting all over my sous vide method just now, but that's good. Uh, let me ask you this. Um we, Tommy and I were talking earlier about burgers. Yum. We like burgers. I know you do too. So do I. Yeah. And I'm a, we were talking to Randy last week as well, like a smash burger guy. I'm a smash burger guy too. I don't like the gastro pub or like the bun is 7,000 calories of nonsense and there's some fucking bullshit on there, right? Like I just want like shitty bun, burger, cheese, maybe some good sauce, onions and stuff. That's my style. I like that. I wanted to talk with you about 
take the burgers that you make at home outside of it. Like we're in the South Bay, which is the center of the universe. <laughs> That's, uh, right. That's right. Let, let me hear some of the, uh, the, your favorite burgers around here. Well, Top three burgers, Andy, of Los Angeles. What are they? Okay, well, number one, I'm going to go off the reservation here. This is kind of one of those hidden menu things that you may or may not know about. But at In-N-Out, there's a thing called the Flying Dutchman that I first learned about about 20 years ago when Huel Hauser went to the In-N-Out factory and had a the special. The original Flying Dutchman. Yes. <laughs> so the Flying Dutchman is like a meat grilled cheese. It's two meat patties with two pieces of cheese inside of it. I think that's excessive. So I get Wait, two- the cheese is in the patty? Yeah, there's like two patties, and then the cheese is in between them. In between. Okay, but not like in the not like a juicy. Lucy. No, no. Okay. So it's like the meat is the bun, and the cheese is the cheese, and it's. But I think that's excessive. So I I get one cheese. Okay. And I used to go, <laughs> and I also get the patties. Your moderation, I like. Yeah, it. In moderation. I get the patties fried in mustard, and I get grilled onions. And I used to go into In and Out and be like, "Hey, give me twelve meat, six cheese, and go tell the cook to make them like Dutchman's," and they'd be like, "Okay." And then eventually, after several years of doing that, they added a single cheese button, and it's because of me. Like, I can really, I'm, See, I'm proud to there say. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. How are you influencer, How are you Andy Norman? Well, I ate, I mean, so that's two meat and one cheese. How many do you think I eat at a typical lunch? A thousand, it sounds like. Six. 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 So when I walk in, I go, hey, hey, uh, hey, Johnny, 12 meat down. And they're like, what? I'm like, come on, bro. I eat here a lot. So you eat 12 beef patties for lunch? Yeah. Like, probably three days a week. I'm a carnivore. How much do you weigh? Uh, one ninety, probably right now. Yeah, and he looks like he could be at Venice Beach Gold Gym. Right like now. he's extreme fit, uber fit. I think um, he told me that, and I'm still shocked every time I hear <laughs> yeah. it. That's amazing. I had him today. So you, with one of my one of my good tomorrow. friends and in, in, uh, customers okay. who's okay. an interventional okay. cardiologist. So you're saying. That burger is your top three burgers of Los Angeles. Definitely. I mean, even if I if in I and out, yeah, in, in and, and out because it's it's fresh, it's never frozen, it's amazing quality. Um, more in line with what you like. I had an incredible smash burger two weeks ago at El Segundo Brewing Company. Mm. They oh, the guy, the truck came over. Yes, yeah. it's called Proudly Serving, and they make I like fantastic. That. They have a place burgers. now, Redondo Pier. Yes. We need to go. So he's a guy. I was just reading about this who the basically that restaurant came out of COVID, right? Like he wasn't making any money and he started perfecting a smash burger. And now I look at pictures of it and now I'm like, yay, COVID. Yeah, it's really cool. He had like this huge flat top grill and he had all these balls of meat sitting there and he'd put some onions on top of them and then he would just smash them down. And the burgers were just unbelievable. He had really nice, light, fresh bread and just killer burgers. Oh man. Tommy, and, what do you like? Well, if you're asking me for my top three, I got them down Let's hear it. I know okay. you, you always come prepared. The number one burger in Los Angeles, hands down, is Hi-Ho in Santa Monica. Easily the best burger I've ever had. That's, you might be right. That's I mean, outstanding look, burger. look, look. Outstanding burger. It's very subjective. I'm telling you my top three. Yeah. Number two, I go with the father's office. I love the father's office. I like that they put it on arugula and on a french baguette i i like everything about it holy cow no ketchup it's 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 the meat juices are the juice for that burger mm-hmm. so i respect that and then the number three burger i have to go my hometown urkeley's oh i, no. I like the no question about burger it. in manhattan beach it's a dive bar it's a la king's frequented bar oh and I just think everything about they get their burgers from Manhattan meats. Right next door. Right next door. So yeah. those are my top three burgers. If you're lucky, you go to Hi Ho in Santa Monica. Yeah. Father's Office also in Santa Monica. And then Manhattan Beach, Hercules. We those should do that all in the same day. We could do that. Father's uh, Office up near well, like uh, Jesus, Montana, right? I mean, you're going to be like. Well, yeah, but if we get three burgers, that's still half of what Andy's normal. You, you better have, have this half should be sponsored by Dude Wipes. Yeah. This episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get anywhere yeah, near it. Yeah. I'm but those big, are my top three burgers. I mean, do you have a top three burger place, Chris? I mean, I love Irks. So where's that rank, though? Is it your uh, top three or is it outside? No, no, no. Irks is probably top three for me. Okay. That I would request. Up in, I think it's Venice now. They're called The Window. Oh, man. That was right there, is that, too. Is that the one that was in Redondo before? No, 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 no. They are uh, restaurateurs. They actually have a, a steakhouse right next door. I think folded, but the uh, the window makes a fantastic. So they were literally just a window, and then it's like called right. Beauty Bar. I don't know what's it exactly. Called? Is that what it is? Exactly. Was there a Beauty Bar in Hollywood? I, like I went, went to that. Yes, a long time ago, back the in, the, in like the late nineties. That's yeah. right. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so the window is fantastic. Love the window. fantastic. And then... I made my number four, so you nailed it. Good job. Yeah. And they I have think, a great chicken sandwich too, by the way. And and like by the way, the Windows prices are like four ninety nine for the burger. If you want a double burger, there's like a place down the street on Rose called Flake, one of my favorite breakfast burritos. Just no, a shout out, Ooh. yeah. Hmm. It's called Flake Flake. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I think it's French. Time out. We're going burgers here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Top three breakfast burritos. Go Flake. All right. So um, I'm thirsty. Is there anything, is there any types of meat that you want to conquer? Mm, that good question. You, I mean, Chris, do you have a type of meat that you want to conquer? Is there my, s- my thing that I'm working on right now uh, and working on figuring out, I haven't done it yet, is I, I want a perfect French dip. Nice. It's one of my favorite sandwiches. Uh, my buddy made one on Saturday, Brian, um, kind of like a hybrid of it where he really reduced down some chuck roast that he cut up a little bit, made an au jus. Put it on a roll with some salt on it. it. Looked, I didn't, I didn't stay long enough to eat it, but I saw a picture of it. Um, but I'd love like just a classic. We were at Nick's last week. Great French dip, Manhattan and that's Beach. that's what's got me thinking about it. Is like they got that prime rib French dip. Nice. Houston's had a French dip too, though. That's what I think charts. everybody talks about. Yeah. I never went to Houston's. Yeah, you should get some uh, neck bones and leg bones and make your own beef broth and use that to make the uh, make the, the au jus, jus. Maybe as yeah, they say, you should do that. That's good advice. Just go get some neck bones. Yeah, I can get it for you. All right, I appreciate it. <laughs> I think they're free. <laughs> All right. Well, Chris, you, you have nothing in front of you, so I'm I'm so thirsty right now. I feel like I'm melting. Uh, All right, next Ooh, segment. Something's brewing. That's high tech. Right Here we there. go, folks. Yeah, <laughs> nice. that is my because uh, we don't have buttons yet. We or interns for the next segment, and it's something's brewing. And Something's Brewing, sponsored by Yeti. We have a beer bag here. And we have a a beer connoisseur, Andy Norman, who loves beer, loves all kinds of beer. Yep. So I tried to go and get beers that Andy, I think, has never had. And I spent about an hour and a half. I'm not going to say where, but I found beers. And you're a busy man, so this is amazing. Yeah. This is definitely after work hours. So like this is like It's like at 2 p.m. Digging through the cooler at Vaughn's. No Vons. Vons wouldn't even. Yeah. Tough crowd. Hey. Um, so here we are, a late Monday night. I'm I'm searching for beers that I'm like, what may Andy have never had before? So here we go. This is exciting. Always my co-host first. Here you go. Oh, look at this. Okay, there you go. Ooh. This looks classy. Andy Norman, here is a beer called Santa Monica Brew Works Citrus Wit Beer. Nice. Have you had this? No. It's, yes. It's All wheat right. ale with orange peel and coriander. You better bring the fucking coriander. All right. Here we go. Beer, so um, this segment of Something's Brewing, we're always opening up beers. We're always doing some tastings, and uh, we always want to figure Cheers. out what, what your thought of the beer Oh, beer is what beer's all cheers, about. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Um, Andy, take a sip. Tell me what you think. Where does it belong in your day? Uh, weekends? Is it, is it by the beach? Is it by the pool? Is it like after hours? Podcast. Tell us. Definitely by the pool in Palm Springs in 95 degree weather. That's very specific. It's very nice. It's it's Ooh. it's got some body to it, but it's also light and crisp. And I like the uh, the hint of orange. Hmm. Which this beer actually ties right into my favorite cocktail. I know we're talking about that later. Yes. So no, no uh, hints. No yeah. hints. So here, here it is: Santa Monica Citrus Wheat Beer. You can get this at Bevmo. That's that's where I went. <laughs> okay. so, this little little secret shop, you yeah, know, around yeah. the corner. Well, yeah. Like I said, you know, it was at eight o'clock Monday night, and I needed some <laughs> beers, and I'm like, I'm not going to go to Vons. No. Or no. Ralph's. No. So I went to Bevmo, and I'm like, I went down the weird aisle. Weird aisle. Yeah, that's so, a weird one. A Belgian style wheat ale. Well, there it is. What do you think this pairs well with, like meat wise? Lobster rolls. Mm. Well, I mean, you get and you need them to be sponsored. Maybe um, <laughs> what is that you made a few months ago? You get the baguette and uh, cut it in half and put some like tender tails on there. Is that what you did? Steak sandos. Those are nice. This this would go quite well with that. Yeah. Well. All right, so there you is. had that. They're moving on to our next beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're pounding tonight on, wow. on Dad's night. We started with the champagne of we're beers. Right. Yeah, 
We're running out of time. All right. Apparently. Yeah. So uh, I'm next... running out of tape on the reel. We got to hurry up. <laughs> there you go. That's for you. And that's for you. The next beer is I have called... one of these at your house an hour ago. Shh. Sorry. Taco Truck Lager. Love it. Dust Bowl Brewing Company. Mm. Okay. Taco Truck Lager. Andy, have you ever had this beer before? No, I have not. Yes. That's two. And I think we're going to get a triple out of this one. I've today. been wanting to, though. He doesn't go to Bebo. You've seen this? Oh, of course he does. I've seen it somewhere. I can't remember where, but I love I love lagers, Mexican lagers, beach lagers, whatever you call it. But these are great. They're light. They have they have like enough, enough flavor to them, but they're still light. And I can still have a couple of these and watch my kids at the beach. Yeah, see, this is more my style. Um, hold on, time out. This can has a government warning on it. So just <laughs> is it from Michigan? Just be careful. No. <laughs> is it from Michigan? <laughs> is that the warning? No, there's something from the Surgeon General. Hold on. Women don't drink. No, this is good. I like this. Okay, good. All right, so this is uh, this is more my style too. A lager, pilsner, pilsner productive uh, bedmo uh, trip. Listen. You are the Mr. IPA. Yeah, yeah. I'm Mr. Piss Beer. <laughs> Wait, I'm not Mr. IPA. Well, you like those fancy beers. I you literally are, don't. But like you bring in all these beers that I don't even ever have. Because I'm giving them away because somebody left them at my house. <laughs> That's what happens. I like IPAs. Oh, good. Now, now I know where to take them. <laughs> it's like returning a label maker. All right. All right. And our last beer. Here you go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. If you want to sponsor our beer bag, just give us a call at Dad's Night. The podcast. original Belgian Strong Blonde. Wow. H- here it is. I so. met one time. <laughs> do we have an opener? I got it. Yes, yeah, so we oh, do. This is 8.5%. I can't count that high. What, what, this is, it's wow. a twist off, so I don't even need the this heirloom. Oh, I didn't try to twist it off. Yeah. All right. Did, did you do go. that with your ring? Yeah. He did. I'm all man over here. You can cook all your meat. Okay. This is... Uh, Duvel. Oh. Wait, that's Duel. That's two U's. No, is that? I think oh, sorry, I was thinking of my cousin Vinny. See, here we go. This is Michigan. You can't even read. That's a V, buddy. Okay. Duvel. Like, not Robert Duvall, but Robert Duvel. This is really good. Is it? Man, that is good. Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it seems like the higher the alcohol, the higher the flavor. So you get these big, you know, bold, complex flavors, but eight and a half percent. I mean, you have two of Ooh, these on the beach. Wow. That's, a, that's aggressive. Belgian looking. strong blonde. This is, wow. How many, what percentage is this? 8.5. I can't count that. Oh, out. that is strong. This this goes really well with your lobster roll as well. It goes well with bed. Or any. <laughs> <laughs> but you according right to you that. everything goes well with the lobster roll <laughs> okay this goes well with the burrito <laughs> exactly that's a strong tasty beer man wow that's nice um well okay so we we're gonna do a, we won something's brewing today we did and if they got big win by you beers by you what a shopping trip by you listen all-star interns you know where the super bowl was bevmo Monday night. It really was. Tommy Reed. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, getting three beers that Andy's never had before is just. And they're all good. They're they're really good. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, I th- I actually like the taco truck lager. I mean, like, that's just more. I mean, that eight point five is over there lifting weights right now. I might not drink Ooh, any. Man, I'm burping up a storm over <laughs> yeah. here. I feel like Jabba the Hutt. I kind of yeah. feel it already. I feel like I'm the Jabba the Hutt twins and Boba Fett. I can <laughs> I can edit that out. We're all good. Why wow, it's a great show, by the way. This is I, all good content. Thank you for the effort, man. I love I love all three of these, and I haven't had them. And I always I always try new stuff. I'm kind of, I mean, I'm I'm picky, but like I I I rarely buy the same thing twice, except for offshoot, relax, hazy IPA. Yeah. But, Andy, uh, you're definitely picky. <laughs> well, like one of the most. We wanted to do we wanted to do something special for your final but show, so I'm glad, Andy. You, you <laughs> my final show. Yeah, I'm already done. Oh, by the way, <laughs> Andy, you are just such a giver. Um, speaking of giving. That's a big part of about being a dad, and we always like to wrap up our shows with dadisms, dad wisdom. Our you know? segues cannot be beat. <laughs> because we have an itinerary. And I, <laughs> That's right. I, I am we, holding our show a, to our itinerary. Yeah, I have an outline. And Chris Tommy's like, been yeah. given the cut, son, yeah. for like the last 20 yeah. minutes. I'm like, guys, let's follow the script. <laughs> Sorry. I segment out our shows. <laughs> Chris just wants to improv all day. Yeah. What's the deal? Right. Yeah. Go ahead. I actually bought magnet boards for his fridge so that way he could look straight ahead but he's just not doing that but anyway so um andy big part about being a dad is that every dad you know 
growing up, you heard your dad had a joke or your dad's friend had a joke. Is there a constant joke that was always been given to you when you were a kid that you can not forget and get out of your head? Definitely. And I got to give the shout out to the great Tim Ryan, one of my best friends growing up, Kelly, uh, sorry, Kelsey, Kelsey, the spider Ryan, who unfortunately passed away about 10 years ago. Wonderful, wonderful guy. But his dad, Tim, he was this just larger than life character. And we were, you know, that's when I first got into music and we were in the band and we were playing in his backyard and he'd always come out and be like, boys, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. That's, That's good advice. Joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was waiting for it to be funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's just like no, no. A, do you know what? Do you know what joke means? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what's yours. Uh, don't worry about that. I, I, I just. Well, my dad just had a famous saying, and that was it. And that was basically. It was from Jersey. It was like yeah, just dropping no, f bombs. He, he was no. He was just basically show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are. It was great. Nice. And that, was, that sounds threatening. <laughs> no, it was it was basically really true. I mean, like that's what I put on his uh, celebration of life cup. Show me your friends, I'll tell you who you are. And then all his friends showed up. It was I great. Liked it. Um I don't I can't remember a dad joke, but I know that other funnier people like yourself probably mm -hmm. do you have a dad joke that you know what i've been really working lately workshopping because it's the golden <laughs> so, age so none of us have a dad joke. No. <laughs> it's bottom line. It's the golden age of camouflage right now. Oh, look at my, like, yeah, my, look at my so pants. I, I wish I could see him. <laughs> Speaking of, Where, where's Andy? Oh, oh, that's oh it. That's the show. It's solid gold. Guys, I want to bring out something out of my pants. Uh, I'm glad this isn't on TV. There it is. Here it is. It's yeah. a napkin. <laughs> it, it, it's a crunched up napkin. And I know, Andy, when you're in the kitchen, do you hold a napkin in your hand? When you like like nervous energy or something like that, I'm Italian from Jersey, so like part of cooking, I'm in the kitchen. I'm I somehow your skin and bones. I always have a crumbled up napkin or paper towel in my hand at all times. So I don't know why I have it. Probably because I just came from the kitchen in my house for just wrapping out with my family after lobster and beer. And came what over goes here. good with lobster rolls? Weed. <laughs> so. <laughs> Do you do this? Because I know you're a cook, but do you? No, I think that's kind of weird. <laughs> you know, it's so weird that like I was at a party Saturday night and I asked this the is... question and guess what happened? Don Fatone opened up his his hand and he had the same thing. That's spooky. He, he had a crumbled up napkin in his hand. What's crazy is we haven't even posted this yet and I can see that we're actively losing listeners. So we should... <laughs> oh, I thought we we're trending. No, no, no. This is even the computer's not listening anymore. Um, okay. All right. So no jokes. We're not. Fine. All right. So, so no jokes. So Just me, pray somebody's wearing camouflage. Let me ask you, Andy. You're an active dad. You're you're a great dad. What has shaped you as a dad? Oh boy. Um, just trying to be a good dad, a good father, a good husband, and I I'm really working on, and I think we all could do better at being present. You know, just just valuing the moment and cherishing the moment. Our lives are so busy. Everything's so busy in our lives and our culture and everything. And I just try to be more present and be more available to my kids and to my wife. I like that. So what do you mean by being available? Give me an example. Just, you know, like when I'm at home, I have a busy job and I'm always getting texts. I'm always getting emails. And I'm, I'm trying to really resist the urge of checking my phone every freaking 30 seconds. Yep. You know, when my daughter's trying to tell me a story or my son wants to show me something, I'm just trying to be present and focusing and paying attention to them and, and enjoying it, you know, just enjoying it. I noticed we were at the beach a couple weeks ago, and this is in January, we're at the <laughs> beach, Manhattan Beach, and you and I were trying to tell a story about something, I don't even remember, but we had like seven kids just grabbing us and like interrupting and all that stuff. And like, you have to realize sometimes that like, at some point, they're not going to interrupt me at all. They don't give a shit what I'm doing. So like it's not the worst thing in the world that I'm trying to have some tell you some story that's probably not even that interesting. And I appreciate you for being <laughs> polite, but like my son's like, Dad, can we just play catch for a little bit? Like that's not the you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. At one point he probably won't for a while. Hopefully he will coming back around. I don't know. We're not up there yet. He's six, but like there are worse things in the world than your kid wanting to have a conversation with you and spend some time with you. Um, and that's what I try to think about all the time. You know, as they get older, one day they won't need me. And then I'll just be, oh. this will be a sad podcast. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> it's, it's just be Tommy. Sorry. Just, yeah. 
It's, it's very true, though, because in the, in the moment, you're like, I just want to have a beer. I just want to get a workout in. I just want to take a nap, whatever it is. And then at the end of the night, you know, you're laying in bed thinking about your day, and you're like, man, I should have spent more time with, with, with Joe or James yeah. or any, you know. I think it's a common thing, among, a theme among dads. Yep. Well, let me tell you. What do you do for daddy time? What do you do with just you and the kids? No wife, no Jenny, no nothing. What do you? What's your daddy time like? The beach. We live in Manhattan Beach. We do. My kids love the ocean. We we they love the beach. I love the beach. I love seeing you guys down there. I mm-hmm. love having some beers together. The kids playing together. That's that is kind of our thing we do together. What do you do by yourself? Eat meat, drink wine, make cocktails, smoke cigars. Right, and you usually bring all that down to the beach too. So <laughs> yeah, the next day I, I'm kind of famous for my bag of meat. Oh yeah, meat in a bag. Here we go, the bag of meat. Yeah, you guys used to make fun of me for that until I started sharing it. Then everyone's like, "Wow, that's good." Well, what because a great idea. Because what do you? How do you season your meat? Salt and pepper. Bam. Dalmatian. Again, what does Randy do? Salmate, uh, Dalmatian, salt and pepper. That's it. That's Lots of it. butter. Tommy, what do you do uh, on your downtime? Oh, I just like to sit on the couch. Yeah. If I could just do nothing. I See, like, unlike Bill Kotzman and Andy Norman, who <laughs> always have to be doing something, I, I don't like doing You're nothing. You're great at doing nothing. Nothing. I like doing nothing. But you're, you're still actively doing something. Of course. Something. Cause you like, got to give your brain a rest. Because my wife is amazing. She, like, encourages me. Yeah. Encourages me. I love this new, like, movie trailer voice you brought out to me. Encourages me. In a world. In a world of encouraging me. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Alrighty. no. I mean, look. I'm lazy. Mm-hmm. I like weekends to be... Gosh, if I could just watch sports all day it'd be, and get paid for it, it'd be amazing. It would be great. I'm pretty lazy too. But like, you know, so I get it. Like, I'm like, oh, thank God Andy's down at the fucking beach. Wow, that I think it's my first F bomb on the podcast, well, no, by I, the way. I label <laughs> like, everyone as explicit like, just like, in case. <laughs> Chris Parrish has been F bombs every podcast. That's my first one. I feel Can't so ashamed now. I feel like I have like Well, you've ruined tail. the podcast. <laughs> Hold like on, I, the Queen of England's called. I got my tail in between my legs. I just had an F bomb. This is great. I'm but I have not too. smoked a joint yet, so the, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, my daddy time is, you're right. It's I really enjoy throwing the football with my son. I like I like doing sport activities. Um, I have one son, one daughter, so it's a different world. I mean, Peyton is much more uh, of a girl, so girls like to do things that are just not as active as my son is and my son is constantly let's shoot hoops let's throw the baseball and let's throw the football and i'm like man i just want to sit down and do nothing yeah but you got to do it I've, I've been in a good zone recently where I, I said this last week but uh playstation's got all these retro games see i nice. see, I'm, I'm not a gamer shit. see like i'm see, not either See, like that was but when my... your son's like, I want to play Contra. You're playing fucking Contra, man. See, like that's awesome. See, like taking out aliens. I can't do it. I, oh, I God, can't be amazing. a gamer. I'm I'm not a gamer, and I get it. Listen, I would... I've I've never been good at anything in my entire life except for lately being tall. <laughs> and my son, when I'm playing Double Dragon, thinks I'm a god. And it's all <laughs> that's it's awesome. all I've ever... sure. I'll take these boys out. I used to be a big Dang. gamer back in my day, but I'm just too tired now. Yeah. I agree. I mean, that's <laughs> too tired to play video games. Well, I I, mean, I gotta wait till it looks like goes this to meat bed. diet's not working yeah. for you. <laughs> well, it's because I'm up at four fifteen to get my workout in. Boom! And I appreciate the encouragement of working out, Andy. You've yes. been a motivational friend, constantly sending me uh, Pandora like pump you up music at like five thirty in the morning, and he's like, "I'm uh, I'm listening to this song right now," and I'm like, "Oh, sweet! I'm up at five forty-five too, working out on the track. doing movie trailers." <laughs> doing movie trailers in the world. I think it's an important. Where I walked on the treadmill at five forty-five. I think it's an important theme, though, is we're all lazy. We all like good stuff. I never, you gotta, I never said I was lazy. Okay, well, Tommy and I are lazy. Okay, but you got to earn it. Like I know Tommy hits the treadmill. Chris is training at the zoo. I'm up at four fifteen on my Peloton. Like I love right. beer. I love wine. I love steak. But you got to earn it. You got to take care of yourself. You too. do. That's right. You do. And. Luckily, I live in Flip Flop City where everyone's just beautiful and fit, so I have to do it. Yourself stuff. included, by the way. 
Thank you. I just did the prolonged glance. Yeah, I can tell. Look, you're radiating right now. Thank you. Um, how do you uh, do play dates? Play you, have, dates? you have three kids. Yeah, we got. That's three not kids. easy. How, how how do you manage play dates? Do you do all the same time? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, we do a lot of play dates at the beach. We're fortunate to live on an, a good street that does not go through, so there's not a lot of cars. And like like you said. You know, Alexandra is like Peyton. She'll be happy inside coloring or this and that. But the boys, they want to be out in the street playing kickball, throwing the football. I mean, playing baseball, you name it. So we play a lot in our street. We have friends come over. But um, we're really lucky to have the beach. I mean, we have the best beach in the world. We, we really do. do. I do have a question for you guys because I'm my kids go to a different school than yours. And there's this thing coming up called Ski Week or whatever the fuck it is. Where everybody from Manhattan Beach sees each other all the day, and then they let's go somewhere else and see each other all the time. So, <laughs> you got—I I don't know if you're going to Mammoth next week. You're going to Mammoth next week. I am. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the don't cold. Ever, don't ever lose that voice. We're, we're going to Palm Springs. I don't like the cold. Okay, but either way, you guys are <laughs> doing mean, do, like whatever. I like to chill. I like to do nothing and drink as well. This is like everybody has to like, oh, we got to get out of here, and then you yeah. go to the other different place. And then By the there. way, yeah. Can I admit? I just got a new ski outfit. Oh boy! <laughs> I hope it's tight. Is like, it purple? No. So like, let me tell you something. Like my, first of all, I haven't been skiing in over thirteen years. The last ski thing was uh, ski ticket. They had tickets back when I was last time I skied. It was in Whitefish, Montana, Ooh, in two thousand seven, and after that was two thousand eight in Park City ski ticket. Nice. I had an oatmeal jacket oatmeal is that a color yes. <laughs> what the hell is happening right now dude <laughs> just say brown straight out of no because it's like it's like straight out of whole foods like like they could have sold the ski outfit out of whole foods it was oatmeal and my pants were like vomit it was like Jesus. it was like it was like that ugly tan brown green looking thing grass why did you buy it like desert because uh, who knows in 2000 Six when we I were just buying it. stuff that was colored, man. Yeah, I know. We were thinking about tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. So I just got some Buckeye red pants and, mm. you know, some. Not all red is Buckeye, by the way. Don't be jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm just saying. It's fire, en red. fire engine red pants. Oh, boy. I got a lot of editing to do tomorrow. So anyway. <laughs> you can't. You can't edit anything. No, I can't. <laughs> he has no idea. That's how you know. I don't we, know what to do. As a matter of fact, he needs to talk about I think those buttons don't even work. All right. So you're going to Mammoth. I am. You're and, driving. And great drive. We're going to stop a copper barbecue. Oh, my God. It's nice. amazing, right? Yeah. That's in Big Pine or something? It's great. Oh, nice. So uh, they make ribs, yeah. tri-tip, mm. uh, brisket, and when it's out, it's out. We got to get sponsored. So by that. That's my one of my best friends, Scott Van Cleve, who are going up there with the Van Cleves. Um, Scott is like, we have to leave by eight thirty in the morning because by the time we to come home or to get no, there. No, to go up there because you get on the way. Okay, because um, if you're not there by one o'clock, you will not get the yeah. ribs. And th that's and what I said last out. week with Randy. Like, you can't get on demand. Like, once you have it, that's it. Once it's out, no, it's no, out, no. Right? That's it. So I they that. are. That's it. All we have. And and that's across from that like bakery that has all this shit, right? Oh, the cheese. Yeah. Shats. No, no. no. Isn't that it? Strauss. Uh, it's something. Oh, wait, no, no. You're right. I, th I think it is Shats. Yes. Yeah, where it has the cheese bread. Mm -hmm. Yes. The famous cheese bread. Yeah. Um, which I've not had. I haven't either. But I'm dying <laughs> for the copper barbecue. And so you're heading up there. It's ski week. You're going to be in the car for five and a half hours or 10 hours or whatever with the kids. Five hours. Okay. Give me some of the give me some tips on keeping the kids happy on this trip. Yeah, so we don't do iPads because the kids get uh, I think they gamble too much car sick <laughs> on it. Okay, so um, we let them fall asleep. Ooh, so how wow. much? So how much medicine? How not, much melatonin? Yeah, none. It's like wow. basically like Benadryl. we we play boring music for them, which is like basically Marine Street Beach, <laughs> um, and. Um, they're done after 90 minutes. Like, really? By the time their goal is to get to the McDonald's in Mojave. Yeah, and then right, all like, the airplanes, right? And I'm like, yes, of course we can stop. Isn't that place fucked up with all the airplanes? <laughs> Dude, the meth lab of the yeah. desert. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. You keeping them up all night the night before? No. Wow. Just that, a long rave. That's so lucky. you're that's driving out. Are you going to Palm Desert next week? Yeah, we're going to Palm Springs. And I'm, I'm the wrong guy to ask that question because my kids all hate the car. 
Yeah. yeah so it's a, what do you do? Struggle. What do you do for anything over 90 minutes? Uh, well, in our old car, we used to have the drop down TVs, which was fantastic. And they'd watch Disney movies, but the new model doesn't have the drop down TVs. Mm. So I don't know what we're going to do. Just listen to the screaming. Maybe we did uh, for Thanksgiving. We didn't mean <laughs> to. We did 18 hours straight in the car. Wow. Yeah. What kind of drugs were involved in that? <sighs> Various. Uh, nothing that was flammable. <laughs> and I let, Where did I let, you drive? Alaska? No, we came from Colorado Springs and we hit like Vegas traffic. Oh, and I let my daughter drive for a bit just to kind of break it up. <laughs> so that kept Diva. everybody awake because she can't drive. You know, she's 10. Um, all right. So no real tips. Just same, <laughs> the same as when we were kids. Your yeah. parents just trying to yeah. get you shut the hell up. Muscle it out. Yeah. <laughs> shut up. Um, all right. I like that. Well. Well, anyway, it's going to be Beach Week. I don't know where we're having an episode next week. I'm just going to be here by myself. No, there's no episode. Maybe I'll break it out. Our next episode, we have a very, uh, we have a great episode coming up with Jeb Terry on uh, March 1st. I love that. Um, Played for the Buccaneers. Great Manhattan Beach local dad. Going to come in here, fire, guns, fire. Guns blazing. He's challenging me to a strength challenge. I don't want to do it. No, you're (laughs) definitely going to lose. He's 6'5". Uh, that's block what you feign injury. Block for work done and Mike Allstott. Wow. So um, very excited about that episode. Also, a veteran for Dad's Night. He was at Dad's Night. Jeb was there last year. That's right. So um, we've got it. Should we run down some of the guests we have coming up based listen, on the, the schedule? There, there's a lot of celebrities coming in. Um, yeah, we're we very. Want. We're actually booked up through now middle of June. We're booked through June 21st. Yeah, so we just, we just booked. booked Matt Barkley today as our, as our June nice. 21 first. Modern day. Yep. So, um, nice. USA, uh, you know, he sure. beat Ohio State, by the way. Calm down. Just calm down. I didn't say who I was. I, I know, but you took a big gasp of air to like say well, something. I'm a, I'm a human mammal. I was breathing. No, you weren't. You were no. just going to fire away. Andy, any uh, final thoughts on this very professional podcast or your thoughts on meat or. I'd like to know for you, like, what's your next thing that you want to learn and do? Learn and do food-wise? Yeah. Sauce. Sauces. French sauces. Like one of the five? Uh, any of them. I got a wonderful book on uh, French sauces from my wife for Christmas. and oh, I wow. need I need to, like, go on sabbatical for a month by myself and read it and study them. But that's, uh, I mean, like I a could. bechamel? Yes, all of them. Man. I can make a Bernays, but I haven't really branched out from there. But yes. I've made a Bernays and I've made a Hollandaise. And I made a bechamel. I feel like bechamel is more like a base, right? I don't know if that's one of the top five. I forget reading that book. So good. It's a brown sauce. No, it's not. Right. My friend yesterday dropped off. Bechamel's not a brown sauce. Bro. <laughs> no, no, no. I was Michigan no. folks. Here we go. No, no, no. I mean, like here it is. Did down. you listen to the whole sentence? Did I'm going to edit the this thing. You're yeah, like stupid. Yeah, like bechamel and a brown sauce is what I said. Nah, nah, I didn't hear that. All right, I'm going to edit this. My well, friend Andy. dropped off some. Uh, uh, Benny Hanna sauce yesterday that she made. Nice. Yes, yeah, lights out. Nice. Yeah. Now this has been amazing. Thank you guys. I mean, this is definitely an honor and a privilege. This is fantastic. We appreciate you uh, being a celebrity dad guest, and uh, we appreciate you, uh, you know, promoting our podcast. And uh, thanks for being a celebrity dad. Eat meat. It's everything else you eat, not the meat. That's true. That's All my, right. That's my commercial at the end. All right, everybody. And in our outro, as we have to be consistent. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our Dad's Night podcast. Please like and share with a friend or a hundred that you think would enjoy this ridiculous banter. Because after all, Dad's Night is where ridiculous becomes reality. reality. That's right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. All Thank right, you. everybody.